This is Basketball More Than a Game with coaches going say quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Brought to you by United States Basketball Association, the leader in youth basketball, usbahoops.com. Now get ready to chop it up with coaches Goins and Quick. Hey, Coach Quick, it is Halloween, and we hope everybody has been safe and had a great day, and it's all about the kids. Coach, I know you got something brewing. What's popping? Hey, what's going on, Coach G? You want to know what's brewing with Coach Quick on Halloween night? Man, I'm super excited today. We have a very special guest in the studios, and he's, he's in going to be talking with us about football tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, after this short break, Coach G and I are going to come right back, and we're going to be chopping it up with none other than Mr. Curtis Jackson. So make sure those cleats are laced up tight. Hey, Coach Rick, as you said, it is Halloween night. We are so excited. We have a guest, not via telephone, in the studio in the Commonwealth of Virginia, one of our main sponsors that has been running with us Ever since we kicked the podcast off, that is none other than one of the greatest friends of the ESPN show, as well as the podcast, Basketball More in the Game. We'd like to welcome Curtis Jackson to the GQ Coaches Show. Kurt, welcome. Thank you, Lamont. I'm glad to be here. All right. Coach Quick, man, we are going to move into this whole NFL. You know what? I ain't going to call it a season yet because right now the, the jury's out. But he, here's where I want to go. I think one of the main problems with this league ain't nobody practicing. Right? Yes, sir. You got players hurt. You got quarterbacks that's getting the extra day off. Uh, you got role guys. I mean, because how many times you see guys say, hey, you got to go back that way or, or get over here in the backfield or you lined up in the wrong – you, you're on the wrong assignment. I, I, I just don't know. Your thoughts? Hey, I completely agree with you, Coach G. Like you, like um, we were dialoguing before we came back on air, just the timing right now is off with some of these, the quarterbacks and the receivers. We got a lot of offensive linemen that are hurt, that are not used to being in place right now. So I think just the timing is off. Guys not knowing where they're going. Like you said, they got to be able to practice. If you can't practice, then you can't get any cohesion and timing right. So let's let's get it together, guys, because right now it's been a subpar NFL season. I think with the NFC, you got three solid teams right now. In the AFC, I'll go Kansas City and Buffalo. That's about it. You know what? So listen, we've got Curtis sitting right here at the mic. Kurt, what, what's your take on the season thus far? Exactly like you, you and Mike said, it's uh, just cohesion, uh, the rhythm. Um, they get into a flow, and then all of a sudden, uh, either uh, offensive lineman or someone uh, inadvertently jumps off sides or something to to uh, you know put a damper in in the cohesion. And then they're in a situation instead of third and two, it's third and fifteen, and it's just um, I see it happening with with multiple teams. You know what? That, that's a great call, Coach Quick. Man, you know what? I, I I'm kind of embarrassed to talk about 
uh, who's winning in our predictions. I know you got it down. So go ahead and tell uh, go ahead and tell the listening audience uh, what we're looking like and uh, what uh, what kind of lead you got on me now. Well, right now, I think I've got like a two two to three game lead on you because um, last week I picked both the Baltimore Ravens and the New England, I mean the Chicago Bears to win, and they both, they didn't let me down. They came out and they won. So, you know, right now I have about a three-game lead on you, and, uh, you know, I'm not bragging or anything, but, hey, I'm batting a 1,000 right now. Well, you know what, because I, I here's the thing. What I did, I took uh, Tampa Bay because I was like, you know what, Brady, he ain't going to lose another game. Uh, and I went with it, and, of course, I came up on the short end of the stick. So this week I got to get my game on. So we've got Monday night. It is Monday night, Halloween. Who is on the field tonight, Coach? We got the Cincinnati Bengals, those Bayou Bengals, versus the Cleveland Browns. All right, so listen, we're going to kick it over to Kurt. And let it, we're going to hear what his, his take in, uh, his take is on the game tonight. Kurt? I think it should be a good game. Uh, both teams are are – you know, head and shoulders above where they've been in the in past you know seasons. Um, Jacoby Briscoe is um, you know he's he's a good good solid quarterback. I mean, he's not going to go out there and throw for three or four hundred, well, four or five hundred yards. But um, he you know, he 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 manages the game great. Uh, they've got a really strong running running game, and uh, Cincinnati. You know, Joe Burrow and and uh, I mean, you can never count them out. They're they're almost like the, like the Steelers, to where you know they'll they'll just keep staying in the game, staying in the game, and and be in a position to where they could pull it out at the end. Uh, they'll be uh, without one of the top receivers, you know, uh, Chase, and so uh, that may hamper them a little bit. But I I, I think it'll be a, a really good good game. All right. So who you who you rolling with though? Um, probably Cincinnati. So- I don't know. Yeah, Cincinnati's the who I'll who I'll take. Coach Quick, who uh, what's you rolling with, man? You, I know you're dragging me right now, but what's your pick? I'm going with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, you know what? I I can't be crazy because if I keep being crazy, uh, I'm I'm not gonna be able to climb out of this hole. So I'm gonna have to run with the Cincinnati Bengals. But I I want to make this point as we said earlier about practice. So the first game of the year, the Steelers played the Bengals. We beat the Bengals, but we won't no good then. But what happened was Joe Burrow hadn't played. He didn't play all the preseason. He threw picks, and we, I think we had, I think they had five turnovers. I don't have my stat sheet in front of me, but we had five turnovers, and we barely won, right? Game went to overtime. So we walk away as a Steeler fan. I'm thinking, man, we're going to be all right. And the wheels have been rolling off. And my point I'm making is how good Cincinnati what, – what would Cincinnati look like if Joe Burrow would have played during the preseason and been razor sharp? Your take. Hey, I completely agree with you. Had he played in those in in at least one or two preseason games, or at least a half or something, I think the Bengals would be on point right now. And they're they're slowly but surely getting it getting it together. And I think we're in for a great race down the stretch in the AFC North between the Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. You know what? That's a good call. So well, I'm going to ask Kurt, who is the slipping team in the NFL? Nobody's talking about. I'm curious to see, you know, as the season goes on, how good are the Giants? Um, they've they've played some uh, decent teams, and and um, you know they got a great running game, and um, Daniel Jones seems to be a, a you know a, a solid um, 
for lack of a better term, I guess, game manager, and he does what he needs to do at the right times. Um, I haven't actually seen them play, but I'm really curious to see how good they are within that division with the Eagles and the Cowboys, um, you know, as far as their, their challenges. All right, Coach Quick, man, uh, who's your sleeper in the league? Well, at this point, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, is the league is different this year? But if I had to, if I had to pick a team, I guess it'll be the Chargers. I mean, they're my sleeper. They hadn't played the best, but they have, in my opinion, a top five quarterback in Justin Herbert. So I think if they get it together, he can get it done. Um, so I'll go with the Chargers. All right. So hey, you heard it right there from Curtis, I guess. And Coach Quick, and you know what? And here's why I'm going. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I think I'm just going to roll with the Eagles. And they're playing well, and they're not a dark horse. Uh, but a lot of times, a team comes out of the gate hard uh, and fast, and kind of fizzles out. Uh, but I've been having my eye on the Eagles, and uh, and hopefully uh, they don't let me down. So listen, we're gonna hit. We're gonna hit this right here. Uh, World Series is rocking and rolling, so we hope uh, that your team is playing well. We know it's the Astros and the Phillies. And we want to give a shout-out to none other than Dusty Baker, the manager for the Houston Astros. He is the oldest manager to take a team to the World Series. And, and you know, Coach, I told you before we came on the air, uh, his nickname, Dusty, came from his mother. Uh, and it was like, you know, I always thought it was interesting. And I knew it had to be doing dealing with something with dirt. And it, and it actually was. Coach, it, his nick, mother gave him the nickname Dusty because when he was a kid, he used to go out in the backyard and play in the dirt. And we would come in, he would be Dusty. And then that's how that that's how his mother gave him the name. So listen, whether you're a Phillies fan or a Houston Astro fan, we're just excited, hoping that your team wins and we'll keep track of the World Series. But listen, Coach. Hey, Coach Quick, I appreciate you keeping me straight. You just cued me that we didn't even do the prediction for the Thursday night game. So I'll let you, I'll give you, you know what? Since you're winning and you're on your high horse, you tell me who you picking. I'm picking an upset Thursday night. I'm going with Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans over the Philadelphia Eagles. I know the Eagles just made a big trade in getting Robert Quinn, but they're going down Thursday night to the Texans. You, you, are you feeling okay? Absolutely. All right, Kurt, who are you taking Thursday night? I think I have to roll with Philadelphia. I don't know that um, the Texans um, are up to the task. You know what, Coach? You know, you, you got me up one. This may give me a chance to start coming out of the, the, the bottom because right now my, my 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 predictions and my picks is not even – they're not even in the dumpster. It's dumpster juice. And somebody <laughs> said, what's dumpster juice? Dumpster juice is what's left in the dumpster after waste management and then came and dumped it out. So my picks has been that low, so I'm going to have to take them Eagles, right? And we'll take those Eagles over the Texans. So listen, we're going to step away, hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com or 
by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. And thank you for playing USBA. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. Looking for something fun but different to do? Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment today. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. You're listening to Basketball More Than Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Hey, Coach Quick, man, as we move into the game plan uh, segment brought to, uh, brought to you by a great friend, Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage, let's talk about some of the great players that played in the NBA that did not win an NBA championship. So I'll, I'll kick it over to you for your uh, first player you want to talk about. Yes, sir. First guy that's um, on my that's not on my list um, is Grant Hill, and um, you know Grant Hill had some injuries, but his body of work, man, when he first came into the league, Grant Hill was a was a it was a stud, man. He was a flat out beast. He was a killer on the basketball court, and just I mean his his all around body of work was great from top to bottom. He could do it all. He could score. He could facilitate. He could defend. He was a top top-notch finisher. Grant Hill was a guy who I felt like coming into the league, he would have been able to carry a franchise. But injuries injuries sustained throughout his career hurt him, and he was unable to go win a championship. Well, you know what? That's a that's a great call, Coach. You know what? And Grant is, you know, he – He's really, re- really resurrected his whole entire, you know, his career on the back end, uh, being able to come back, play after those, you know, ankle injuries. And you think about it, when you get a guy that that played at that level uh, and really struggled uh, due to injuries, you know, how good could he have been? How good could his career and how long could have his uh, career lasted? But that's a great call out. Here's where I want to go. I, I got to call this guy out. Uh, and he is none other than Sir Charles Barkley. Uh, and when you look at Charles Barkley, a lot of people nowadays may be just thinking thinking about Charles just from a commentator standpoint uh, and with TNT. But his body work uh, when he got in the league with the 76ers under the tutelage of Moses Malone and Dr. J, uh, you know, he always tells the story of uh, the doctor on how he should be doing one thing, how he learns how to dress. And in that, 
what did he do? He did a great, great service to the league. He had a great career, but was never able. I don't think the teams that he played with after he left the 76ers really put people around him to help him get to the level. Your thoughts? Hey, absolutely. Charles Barkley was uh, the mount, the round mound of rebound. And not, not only could he rebound, Charles Barkley could score that basketball. And he was undersized. They say he was 6'6". He, I, I believe he's no more than 6'4". But Charles Barkley was absolutely rugged on the basketball court. Strong individual. The Sixers never put the talent enough talent around him to win it. When he was traded to Phoenix, they, they came real close. But unfortunately, he ran into that guy, MJ, uh, that so many others ran into in the finals. And he just came up short and couldn't get it done. Well, you know what? That's a, that's, that's a great call. And, and I was getting ready to say something, but it's your, it's your turn to pick the next guy. Yes, sir. I'm going to go with um, Carl the Mailman Malone. Ooh, good pick. Carl Malone, uh, to me, he's the greatest power forward to ever play the game. I mean, and once again, he ran into that guy MJ twice in back-to-back NBA Finals and just couldn't get it done. Um, Carl Malone's body of work, he's in the top five in the league in scoring. And, you know, just just his body of work, man, that he put out there. Um, he played on the Dream Team, multiple-time All-Star, just a big-time player that just unfortunately fell short at the hands of MJ and the Chicago Bulls. Well, you know what? You're exactly right. You take Michael Jordan out of the league, Carl Malone, uh, his stats is just absolutely incredible. Uh, his body of work, and I think, and and I agree with you wholeheartedly. What could he? What could the Jazz have done without having to run through that buzzsaw uh, with the boys from Chi-Town? So here's where I want to go. I want to go back in the paint, and I want to pick the big fella from the uh, Georgetown University, and that's none other than Mr. Pat Ewan. And the thing with the Knicks, you know, the Knicks had role guys, uh, and those role guys were exactly what they were. You. Pat never played the game with a, a player that could get him uh, what he needed to the next level. Your thoughts? Absolutely. He never had, to me, he never had that great point guard to play alongside him to get him there. Early in his career, he had Mark Jackson. But Mark Jackson was not, quote, unquote, a superstar in the league. Had you put Pat with somebody like, I said, put Pat Ewing with John Stockton or Magic Johnson. We're talking about Patrick Ewing winning multiple championships, in my opinion. Um, and once again, he he had to go through the Eastern Conference and go through MJ and the Bulls, and it just didn't work out for him. And you know, but Patrick Ewing, man, when you look at it, this guy, God, he you an incredible talent, could do it all. Could shoot that jump shot, could post you up, stuff you in the basket. He was doing it all. Block shots, defender, just ran into a buzzsaw. That's it, man. That's it. And you know what? Since you're talking about those point guards, look, what about the point guard? And I'm going to kind of – this is a package deal. We're going to call out John Stockton and Chris Paul. John Stockton, of course, played with the Utah Jazz. Chris Paul's had a great body of work. But once again, these guys just can't get over – the hump. So what, what's your take on those two guys I just called out? Two great point guards. I've been great facilitators, great leaders, toughness. When I think of Stockton and Chris Paul, I think tough as nails with both guys. 
John Stockton, man, a lot of people say he was too slow and all this, but, man, you couldn't question his ability. couldn't question his leadership. He could knock down that jump shot and just gritty, gritty on the basketball court, a true floor general for Jerry Sloan. And the- Coach, you know what? That's a great call, uh, and, you know, to the late Jerry Sloan and the body work that the guys did out in Utah. So, here, I, I kind of want to go back east, and I want to talk to a guy that was from Virginia to Tidewater area. area. And that's none other than A.I., Allen Iverson. You know what? For a guy for his size to do the things that he did in the NBA, I don't think he gets the credit. Uh, I, I think that's my. I think it might have been his brand. He might have rubbed people the wrong way. But Allen Iverson was a true – I mean, his athletic ability was off the charts. And I think he – because he was the style he was, because of the corn rolls – when all that stay, he was the guy that, that kind of brought the bad boy scene, if you will, into the NBA. Your thoughts? Absolutely. AI, he brought the hip hop style. There you I would go. Say there, you go. there you go. And, there you go. My thing with AI, man, he was under 6'1. He was six feet tall. And he scored the ball at will. Nobody could stop Allen Iverson. The only person that could stop Allen Iverson was AI himself. He, yeah, he ran into a buzzsaw, Shaq and Kobe, in the NBA Finals in 2001. But guess what? Allen Iverson got his in that Finals. He just, he, he just couldn't lead his group to a championship. Playing for Larry Brown in Philadelphia, man, his body he was the MVP of the league, scoring champion multiple times in the league. What that kid did in his career, man, hats off to AI. I, I wish it could have been he ended his career, crowning him with a championship, but it didn't happen. But nevertheless, his body of work speaks for itself. Well, you know what? That's a great call. Now, also, I want to stay on the East Coast. I'm going to drop down a little bit. There was a fella down in the Atlanta area. You know, uh, he was originally from North Carolina, played at uh, Georgia. But the number one thing is he was a he was a guy that could just dunk and dunk with force. But Dominique Wilkins was another guy that never won a championship. You'll take. Yeah, Dominique, man, he could score the basketball at will from Little Washington, North Carolina. Man, the kid was just outstanding with dunking your grill. Him and Michael Jordan had some of the most highlight reels in the dunk contest. Just unfortunately, his teams could not get past teams like the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference. And and But Dominique, man, what a great, great career. Like I said, he could score the ball. Hall of Famer, one of the top 50 greatest players of all time. Can't question what Nick did in the league. He just didn't win a championship. You know what? Good call. And I got to go here, and I don't want we, we You know what? There, the list goes on, but I want I got to mention this guy. He was a sharpshooter, him and Spike Lee. Even though Spike was never on the court, Spike was always sitting, you know, uh, primetime courtside in the garden. But this guy, Reggie Miller, could he knock it down or what? Absolutely. One of the greatest shooters of all time. He's top three in the league as far as greatest shooters, in my opinion. When you think about Reggie Miller, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Ray Allen, to me, they're the greatest shooters to ever live. But Reggie Miller can flat out stroke that basketball. I never forget the 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 meetings with the New York Knicks in the finals. Man, I seen Reggie Miller single handedly bring Indiana back. It just pissed Spike Lee off. Spike Lee sitting on the sidelines, he couldn't say nothing, just drop his head. Reggie Miller was giving it to him too, talking to him after every made basket. I never forget that that playoff series. Great body of work, Reggie Miller. I wish it would have been where you were crowned an NBA champion. Well, you know what? As we start to wrap up uh, this whole 
great NBA guys that never won a championship. Coach, as, as we call the names out, like I said, our list uh, goes on. Uh, but for sake of time, I, I want to go here is when you look back at everybody that we talked about, to me, the common denominator, and you called it, and I want to go there, is nobody had that point guard and that other wing that really yes, needed it. You know, those guys were dominant that we mentioned, but they needed that ensemble. Jordan always had Pippen. Uh, Shaq had Kobe. Kobe had Shaq. Uh, LeBron had, you know, D-Wade. And there's, that, you know, that two or three-headed monster. When you go into that NBA, you've got to have – it's got to be more than one. It's got to be more more than two. And I think, as we said earlier, that's the Lakers' problem. Uh, you know, uh, LeBron's trying to do it with the China doll and uh, uh, AD. But in that, when you go back through the guys that we just called out, that resonates to me that the issue is not having that solid point guard to be able to really push it and then that other person uh, either coming off the bench – or being that person that they need. Your thoughts? Absolutely. I completely agree. And it goes back to a guy that I mentioned earlier, Grant Hill. When Grant Hill went into Orlando, he was hurt. Had him and Tracy McGrady been able to get on the floor together, those guys would have brought a championship to, to Disneyland, Disney World down there in Orlando. I really believe that. So as, just as you said, you got to have that great point guard, got to have that wing guy that can absolutely get it done on both sides of the basketball. You're exactly right. All right, Coach, go ahead and take us to break. Our game plan segment has been brought to you by Chris Montgomery of Alcova Mortgage. When it's time to get in the game, call Chris at 540-290-0558. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. Looking for something fun but different to do? Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment today. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com or by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. And thank you for playing USBA. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. 
Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. Are you behind with your spring cleaning? Allow True Sparker Cleaners to clean your worries away. A veteran-owned business who serves Fayetteville and surrounding areas, call Ashley at Sparker Cleaners today for your free estimate. 910-781-8488 and we will clean your worries away. You're listening to Basketball More in the Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Hey, Coach Quick, man, as we move into this whole timeout segment brought to you by the Havoc House, Waynesboro, Virginia, we're going to get into this whole NBA stuff, man. Some teams are playing good. Some teams are not playing well. And some teams, man, I just don't know. So let's start with the guys out on the West Coast. What are your thoughts with the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, you know, Coach G, my thoughts are everybody, they want to point the finger at one guy, Russell Westbrook. Well, no, it's not solely on Russell Westbrook. Number one, there's not enough shooting on this roster. Matter of fact, there's no shooting at all. When Rob Palenka put this roster together, I realized, hey, yeah, you were handcuffed to a degree because of all the money that's tied up into LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. But at the same time, you had a team that won a championship in the bubble where you surrounded the Lakers, surrounded LeBron and AD around three and D guys um, with Cal Kuzma, um, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Danny Green, those guys. And you also had a uh, formidable big men in Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Number one, Anthony Davis, he wants no part of that post, no parts of playing center at the five. He he's 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 made that known. He's more comfortable playing the four. But A D, man, you got to do some soul searching. You really do. You got to you got to do some soul searching. You got to make sure your body is right and get yourself healthy and stay healthy. Because if you're not on the floor, the Lakers can't compete. They can't win. If you're not on the floor, if you're not taking the reins as the leader of this franchise from a 38-year-old LeBron James, you cannot win. You brought Russell Westbrook off the bench in the last game. My, It's not on him. At any point in time, Patrick Beverly is starting a ball game over Russell Westbrook at the starting point guard spot, you got a problem. It's time to blow this thing up and move forward. And if I'm the Lakers, if I'm in the front office, I got two trades that can make this thing work this year. Number one, people are going to think I'm crazy. Go ahead. I'm sending, it, I'm, I'm sending Anthony Davis to the Brooklyn Nets for Kyrie Irving, straight up. The next trade, I'm sending Russell Westbrook, and I'm packaging those two first-round picks that, that the Lakers want to hold on to in 2027-2029. And I'm sending it to Indiana for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. Bottom line, bar none, that's what I'm doing. And I feel like that trade helps the Lakers and it gets them to where they need to be. I'm not saying they win a championship, but you get the most out of LeBron James in year 20 with that squad. Well, you know what, Coach? Um, I, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, what? How, how can they sit there and get ready to rock and roll with this game? and will play this season, excuse me, I, when I said game, I meant actually season. How can you play this season with that roster? You know, I know, and you know what? They know. And I say they mean in Rob Palenka. You know you do not have any – first of all, go to practice. And I'm going to steal Allen Iverson line. Practice? Yeah, you go to the practice and watch him not knocking down that tray ball. 
You see, ain't nobody. I mean, what were they shooting? They, they were shooting less than 20% as a team. Yeah, 21%, I believe it was. Okay, so watch this. I don't have to wait for opening night to see that. I go to practice and see nobody what? Knocking down the shots. Not consistently. You know what? Then I get up, I'm going in there to, to your point. And, I, and you know what? I've never been an Anthony Davis fan. And he wants to be a four. You know what? Be a four, but you don't need to be wearing that L.A. uniform. He's soft. Something's wrong. Uh, and I, I know that he didn't play because this is hurt, that's hurt. You're exactly right. That's a great call out because it's a business. Uh, you're playing with one of the best players that's ever played the game. And, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little sore. Well, wait a minute, dude. You, how you going to be doing, you know, game management or body management this early in the season and you're not even, you know, you ain't even played 15 games and you're already sitting out games. I don't get it. So, like you said, great, great call. He's got to do some soul searching. You need to deal him, uh, get Kyrie out of Brooklyn. Because I tell you what, I watched the game the other night, and, and I'm still not sold on Ben Simmons. I mean, he came down, KD gave him a dime. He missed a put, he missed the actual layup, and then he missed a point-blank putback. Uh, I just don't know. And, and, and I think I told you early in the week, Coach, is if Ben Simmons was 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", I don't think he'd be in the league. Your thoughts? I completely agree with you because what can he do? He's a He can defend, but he cannot score the ball. You can't put him on the free throw line in late, late game situations. He's scared to death to go to the free throw line. We've seen that you know, when Philadelphia lost the blue, that big lead against Atlanta and um, in the playoffs a couple of years ago. He's scared to death to go to the free throw line. He can't shoot. All he can do is defend and handle the basketball. Pass the basketball. That's it. That, if he was six five, six six, he'd have been out of the league. You know, and then think about it. And when you run the offense with a guy like that is that big, you got to put him in the short corner so he can dip in and just hit that dunk. But again, he, that's what they did the other night. They pointing and basically telling him where to get on the floor because he won't shoot. And right, and exactly. I mean, when when you got Kyrie, you could hear during the broadcast begging him to shoot the basketball, shoot the ball, Ben, shoot the ball. And to the to the Nets point, to the you better trade Kyrie Irving right now because, in my opinion, Kyrie's gonna walk at the end of the season. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And he's trying to get to that purple and gold as soon as he can. So why? Hey, let's make the deal. AD for Kyrie, straight up. I mean, let's do it. And if the money match, let's do it. Well, you know what? He may he he may be going because he want to go. But also, I was uh, reading uh, 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 early early this morning when I broke the covers is that uh, the owner of the Nets is a little frustrated with him, uh, just because I think there's a movie and he's taking some positions and I'm not, and I'm not gonna get all the way in that. But I knew it was some backlash between the owner. And Kyrie's uh, position in this latest and greatest movie, I think he had his hands with. But, you know, to your point, you know, when you get out there and you're trying, number one, KD didn't want to be there. Uh, and then now uh, they brought Ben Simmons in thinking he's going to do it. But the guy is just not that good. Now, here's one thing I did see the other night, Coach. They said that there's 80 guys, 80, 8-0, that was in the NBA last year that is not in the NBA this year. People don't realize that. I think it's 440 uh, guys that's, you know, total in the NBA, but there's 80 players that played in that league this year that do not suit up this year. Your thoughts? Man, I tell you what, that that's a lot of turnover to have 80 guys out of the league that wasn't that, that was there last year. That is not there now. That's man. 
to me, that says there. Number one, there's guys not working their craft. Number two, hey, the NBA, they, they gonna give up on you pretty quick if you feel like if they feel like you can't make it and play. Because after three years, what you gotta pay retirement after they're in the league three years, right? That's my understanding. Three years you're in, and before three years, uh, no. See, hey, so if they see the potential's not there, hey, you out the league. You better go find you something, man. Work on your craft. Get better in the summertime. That's just like with Russell Westbrook. I don't understand. You're an NBA veteran. You still can't shoot the ball. Ben Simmons can't shoot the ball. What are you doing in the summertime? You got to put in the sweat, guys. You got to work. Work on your craft. Work it daily. LeBron James, when he first came into the league, he could not shoot the ball very well. He's gotten better. I'm not saying that he's the greatest shooter of all time, but his shot definitely got better. And then LeBron, man, there's some bonehead things that I see that you do. You kill the team's momentum when they're trying to get back in a game as well. You know, when you come down, you turn the ball over, or you take a, a jacked-up three-point shot and miss it, the other team comes down the court and doggone it, they're doggone, they score a three or a layup, and boom, you guys got to call a timeout because it stretches the lead out. You know what? That's a great call because you shoot that long ball and they don't have those guys on the glass, that ball is going to be kicked. There's going to be a long rebound. Next thing you know, boom, boom, uh, and it's out and running. But I tell you one thing, Coach, what I really enjoy this year, uh, they've stopped uh, with the breakaway. You know, that is a foul. You know, that is, you know, go to the front, free throw line, knock that down, and you retain possession. Because you, you were taking a fast break out of the league. And you know what? Hats off to the front office. Yeah, but the Lakers, you know, Lakers are, the Lakers are struggling. Uh, and, but again, it is early. Uh, and But the problem is they didn't win a ball game. And so it's only going to get worse. And like you said, if they don't blow that thing up, they are going to have to do something Real, real fast. And you know what? They just got to own it and realize that, you know what? Here's the thing. You try it. You're asking an all-star guy to to move positions and, and play uh, off of the bench. And Patrick Beverly is 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 starting in front of. Um, and actually, here's the thing. I, I got to say this if I don't I'll fall out of my chair. Is I saw an interview with Patrick Beverly. He was talking about how good he was in high school. And I was like, you know what? I'm getting ready to turn this channel. He talking about how good he was in high school. How good was everybody in the NBA that was in high school? All of, yeah, exactly. right? All of them were superstars, but that doesn't transfer. What am I supposed to do? Walk in there and print off my stats from when I was at Pinecrest High School and say, hey, I'm here to play in the NBA. And I'm just, when he, when he did that, I'm like, you know what? He done sold you a bill of goods. I don't get it. And uh, you know what? I just want the Lakers to, I just, because it, it's just, you know, when is enough enough? And like you said, break it up. Bring some new stuff in, and let's rock and roll. Any comments before we close out this segment? Uh, I I just like to say I I just don't know what the front office was thinking. Um, there's been some publications that the front office has been in shambles ever since Magic Johnson stepped away. Well, I, man, I tell you, Magic, it will be great to have you come back. It, you know, but. I just don't know what the Lakers are going to do right now. You know what? So guess what? We go, we ain't going to put them out in the pasture, but guess what? We ain't going to cut the grass so they have something to eat when we, when we do open up the gate. So, Coach, as always, man, I appreciate your insight as we wrapping up the timeout segment, which is brought to you by the Havoc House of Waynesboro, Virginia. Make sure you come in swinging. We're going to step away, hear from our sponsors. Looking for something fun but different to do? 
Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment today. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. Their email is info at usbahoops.com or by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. And thank you for playing USBA. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. Are you behind with your spring cleaning? Allow True Sparker Cleaners to clean your worries away. A veteran-owned business who serves Fayetteville and surrounding areas, call Ashley at Sparker Cleaners today for your free estimate. 910-781-8488 and we will clean your worries away. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. You're listening to Basketball More Than Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, hey, Coach, we're back in, man. We've got our special guest sitting right here beside me, none other than independent insurance uh, consultant, Mr. Curtis Jackson. Coach Quick is in. It is Halloween night, so we hope everybody ain't, like, chewing the candy on too good. Uh, we are looking for a nice uh, sponsor from a dental company, so anybody knows, let us know because we can hook you up right here coming out of uh, Halloween. Coach Quick, we are going to be talking about the top 10 college basketball players of all time. I got an article. I read the article. It's real talk. We going to smoke this guy up because you know what? He has absolutely lost his mind. So watch this. So in that article, right? Yes, sir. And I'm just like, you know what? I can't believe it. So I got to do it justice because, again, you know, we, we going to eat his lunch. So in that process... Somebody says, what are we talking about? So it says, ranking the top, right? Ranking the top 10 college basketball players of all time. This article is written by Najee Navarini, right? So he said number his number 10, right? Number 10 was Pat Ewing. You know what? I'll I, I throw a bone to Pat. 
Because think about it. Yes, sir. People don't realize Georgetown played in a ton of national championships when Pat Ewan was at Georgetown. Should he be in the top ten of a college basketball career? I say yes. But how about if I did this? Let me read the list, and then I want you and Kirk just to, to jump in. Because you know what? You know how I am, dude. I'm going to have an out-of-body on this thing. Right? So in that, first was number 10 was Pat Ewan. Then number nine, Michael Jordan. Number eight, Jerry West. Number seven, Pete Maravich. Number six, Danny Manning. Number nine, excuse me, number five, Magic Johnson. Number four, Bill Russell. Number three, Kristen Leitner. Number two, Bill Walton. And rounding out with number one. And he got, and he, you know, and I know this dude's off kilter because guess what he's got is number one. What's that? He's got Lou Alcinda. Somebody going to say, who was that? Okay, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So when I read that, he opened up with Lou Alcinda. I'm like, you know what? I don't know where this guy's from. He may want to call the show, but we got to go there. What's your take on that 10? I tell you what, that some of the guys I, I agree with, but if you get you don't have Phil Ford on that list, you don't got Larry Bird on that list, and you ain't got Walter Davis on that list, something is wrong. And also that guy from North Carolina State, David Thompson, if he's not on that list, something's wrong with this list. And you know where I'm gonna go? I how did they not have Ralph Sampson on the list? I was fired up when I went there, right? Because yeah, here's the deal. All right, you know who else is not on that list? Oscar Robinson. So they got Bill Walton on there because Bill Walton and Ralph Sampson are the only players that have won the Naismith three times. Yes, sir. Now, people don't realize Oscar Robinson was college basketball player three times, but the, the award was not called Naismith. So he's not mentioned because they always say there's only been three Naismith players. That's the title of the uh, award now is Naismith. But the facts is Ralph Sampson, Bill Walton, and Oscar Robinson are the only players to win college player of the year three times. Phil Ford, people don't remember, was the nation's college basketball player in 1979. Kurt, what's your take on leaving off? Who do you think did they, did they left off? Well, I agree with you as far as uh, leaving Ralph Sampson off and uh, Oscar Robinson. Um of course, you know, if you sat down and just really analyzed, there's probably a, a, another handful that um, you could give an honorable mention to be on the list. But out of the ten he named, there's probably, in my opinion, three that I wouldn't consider to, to be on that list. Exactly. And you know what, Coach? I, I agree with uh, Pete Maverick because when, when that dude's averaging 43 a game. And they, yeah, he got to be on there. <laughs> and guess what? And that was without a three-point line. Right. Yes, so sir. If there was a three-point line, he might have been dropping. He might, they, people don't realize he averaged 43. So you know he has some 25-point games and some 30-point games. So when you averaging 43, but, dude, you was busting some 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yes, in the, so all right, all right, Coach Quick, I'm going to toss it over to you. Who who should not have been on that list? If I got to read it again, I'll read it again, man, because I'm fired up about this thing. Well, I, I'm going to go with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan didn't become great, great until he went to the NBA. 
So Dean Smith held Michael Jordan back. Mike wouldn't be on this list, even though he won a national championship in 82. I wouldn't have him on this, not in the top 10. You know, I agree with you. And because you know what? And somebody says, well, well somebody from Carolina's got to be on there. Somebody from Duke. No, wait a minute. It ain't about, it ain't about the power. For, listen, I get that. Phil Ford should be on this list. Uh, Kristen Leitner was, he, he was a, he was a great, but was he in, was he a top, was he on the top 10 all time college basketball player? Is that because they won national champ? I mean, what ma- you mean, what makes a great, just like Bill, uh, Bill Russell, Bill Russell was a great NBA player, right? Not a superstar at the collegiate level, right? Yes, how, sir. how does Wilt Chamberlain not on this, right? Right. right. How's Elvin? One of the best national championship games ever played was UCLA versus Houston when they had, right? When uh, UCLA had uh, Abdul Jabbar. Well, then it was Lou Alcinda, a.k.a. Uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And also Elvin Hayes played at Houston. Elvin Hayes was a great college basketball player. So as Curtis made that point earlier, there's a lot of guys that should have been on this list or made honorable mention. But when you run down through there and you say that you know, Jerry West, I call him the logo, uh, you know, Magic should have been on that. But, again, Larry Bird was a great uh, college basketball player. How's, first of all, and I think you called it out in the beginning, how's David Thompson not on this list? Kurt? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> another one that comes to mind is Lynn Bias. Oh, my I mean, God. You know, oh, man. Just, yes, sir. Uh, looking back over the stats, I mean, Jordan, he, he averaged 17 points a game. Uh, five rebounds a game, and um, one 1.8 assists a game. So, in my opinion, uh, how many other players average that? You know, and it's not on the list. So, um, yeah, the list needs to be redone. That's that's not, without a doubt. You know what, Coach? And like I said, man, I don't think the guy we already gave the guy credit, and we I know I know we we, we kind of throwing them under the bus and running them over. But when you come out with a list, I don't know what the sources are. I don't know what he was reading. But you know, and I know you got to come up with ten. But the ten that he got, uh, I think he needs to either give us a call or somebody needs to take him to camp, uh, or take him behind the woodshed. Your thoughts? Absolutely. I mean, as Kurt just said, Lynn Bias. I had almost forgot about him. What he did at Maryland, my goodness, that dude was Jordan before there was a Jordan, in my opinion. But you know what? And and hats off to that man. When we, when you leave off David Thompson, you right then you know you when you read a list like that and you leave David Thompson and and also Oscar Robinson off the list, I'm done with you. Uh, because you don't know the game, you don't respect the game, and just like we, and we and we've talked about this in the past, uh, I've always I don't like to get in that conversation of who's better between Jordan, uh, Co- uh, Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. I am fortunate to be able to see all three of them gentlemen play, and that's why yeah, I, that, that's why I like to lead the conversation because you know what I'm not here to change your opinion. No matter what I'm going to say, it's not going to change your opinion. But in that. I always, I am just grateful to be able to see those guys play at that level. So listen, we're going to step away here from our sponsors, but we're right in the middle of our real talk with our special guest in the studio, Mr. Curtis Jackson, along with Coach Quick, and we'll be right back. The United States Basketball Association, the USBA, was founded in 2005. The USBA has been a leader in grassroots basketball tournaments and camps for boys and girls of all ages across the United States, Canada and Puerto Rico. It is our goal to develop young people and equip them with skills that will help them advance both on and off the court. Visit their website at usbahoops.com. 
Their email is info at usbahoops.com or by telephone at 704-649-6812. All basketball, all the time. There's a lot of reasons why people trust Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage. They have a diverse lineup of loan programs. So whether you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or tackle college expenses with your equity, you can put Chris Montgomery at Alcova Mortgage in the game for you. Call 540-290-0558 or go online to alcova.com forward slash C Montgomery. Looking for something fun but different to do? Join a group of friends, family, or co-workers to destroy electronics, break some glass, or even throw some axes. At the Havoc House located downtown Waynesboro, Virginia, visit their website at HavocHouseVA.com and book your appointment. You're listening to Basketball More in the Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, we're back in, and as we are in the middle of real talk, man, we've been there, Coach Quick and Kurt. We done talked about NFL. We done talked about NBA. We done, we done blasted somebody to come out with this, uh, I ain't going to call it a bogus list, but uh, a really, really weak list of college basketball, top 10 college basketball players. But most importantly, we want to thank Curtis for taking time out, stopping by uh, the studio, and thank him and his staff for his continued support of our broadcast on both platforms, ESPN as well as our podcast because it's, it's business owners like Curtis that allows us to be on the air, allow us to continue to share our message. So I'll kick it over to Curtis uh, for his comments. Well, Mon, I appreciate you and Mike uh, Let me take part of the show this week. Uh, you guys got a great thing going, and um, you're bringing real sports and real talk to the airwaves, and uh, you're just doing a great job. And, uh, again, I really appreciate you letting me sit in on uh, the cast this week. And uh, – just uh, there's greater things to come down the road. You guys keep 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 on keeping on. Well, we appreciate it, man. And uh, Coach Quick, your comments to Kurt. Yes, sir, Kurt. I'd just like to give you a shout-out, man. Thanks for all that you do for this show as well as um, the podcast, Basketball More in the Game. And, and I couldn't be here with you and not give you and Lamont a shout-out for, for taking a little old kid like myself in 1995, allowing me to spend Thanksgiving night at your mother's house as we sat back and watched the Great Alaska Shootout and watched your cousin Jeff Capel play basketball along with my former teammate, Philip Balzer. So thank you guys for giving me that opportunity. We had a blast that night. That's when I met Kurt for the first time. Well, you know what, man? You know how we roll. And again, folks, we just, you know, we, we, all, we are very appreciative for the for the people that, uh, you know, as it always says, you got to surround yourself and have wise counsel. Uh, and in that process, we cannot thank again Curtis for his continued support, his leadership uh, as we move forward. So listen, as we start wrapping up, and we're in the Real Talk sex, uh, segment, so we're going to jump in. We talked a little bit about this last week and just uh, the not being responsible uh, and, and letting these kids get a hold to uh, these weapons and going in and, you know, that one kid, I, first of all, Coach, how you get 600 rounds, man? How you get 600 rounds and you put them in your backpack and you roll up at school? And then the parents, guess what the parents did? Parents said, you know what, this this dude on the edge. Your thoughts? Wow. Hey, man, it's crazy. Um, as we stated last week, something has to be done about this gun violence. Um, I've been on my soapbox for a couple of weeks about this, and just this week alone I heard something else that I want to touch on in just a minute. But 600 rounds 
and the kids on it. Come on, lock it up. Get get it away from these kids. <laughs> Put these guns away. It's it's senseless. It makes no sense to me. And and in the and the bad thing about it, and when I say the bad thing about it is they they knew, uh, they told the authorities, uh, and then unfortunately, you know, he goes back. Uh, and he graduated from the school, so it wasn't like he didn't know and, and all that stuff. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, I think he killed a teacher as well as uh, another student. But, you know, in that, uh, it is what it is. And just like we say, you know, we're not bashing anybody uh, about what we're saying. Is just you just have to be responsible. You know, you got to be able to, you know, lock it up, keep it away. You know, when this guy's, I think he's graduated and then his parents, you know, put him on blast and said, you know, that he is going to be a problem. Uh, he has major issues. They notified authorities. Uh, but once again, uh, and what made him go back to the school, and, and there, I don't know if there was any ties, but unfortunately, uh, lives were lost. So what you got for us, Coach? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed this week because a 15-year-old kid in San Antonio, Texas, was shot by the police, a Hispanic kid. And I'm not going to go here with the with the race card, but, man, come on. Uh, watching this kid's face and looking in his eyes, he was scared to death. All he was doing was eating a hamburger. You walk up to his car, snatch his car over, get out of the car, get out of the car, come on. And then you shoot him four times. And instead of getting him medical attention, you're steady putting handcuffs on a 15-year-old kid who could not defend himself at that time. So I'm on my soapbox about that. And if this police department does not fire this guy, they're shameful. And it's a disgrace to the, to the, to the American race period, if he's not fired. A 15-year-old kid, he was shot four times. You could see the fear in his eyes. Come on, let's do something about this. You know what? And again, you know, we don't uh, we don't have all the facts, but we're just, we're going with what we have at this point in time. And, and, and that whole thing, you know, matter of fact, somebody asked me the other day, Coach, they said, hey, what would you say? You know, it, bottom line, it comes, to, it comes to the training, right? You know, you back up and you be able to do what? Because I, I've been, and I've said this before, uh, I've, I've gone to, to, to make an arrest and, and the guy starts pulling out a gun uh, and I was in my rights, but that's not what I did. Uh, and I relied on my training and actually I was training a brand new officer uh, in that process. So in that, you know, that, that's, uh, that's our take. Um, and the only thing we're saying is we just have to be better. We just got to be able to do better. And again, with the uh, situations that we're doing, uh, we're just you know, hoping and praying that everybody involved uh, be able to, to to get the results and do the things, and because lives will always be changed and be different. So, Coach, you know what time it is. You know what we got to do. You know what you got to get us. But as we close up, happy Halloween. Hope everybody had a safe and great Halloween. Coach, get us there. For Coach Goins, our very special guest, Mr. Curtis Jackson, and for myself, Coach Quick, we'll see you in the locker room. You've been listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Our podcast is available on podbean.com.